Hi everyone, welcome back to Ask a Monk. Um, I'm getting a lot of different questions here, um, and I'm probably not going to be able to answer all of them, I'll try my best, but some of the questions I get reoccur, uh, or are related, and so I'm going to try to answer some of them in groups. The first group that I often get, and I've got from a long time, and I've always avoided answering, uh, is about monk's life and about my life in in specific and honestly i don't think my life is a particularly good example of of what a monk should be uh, i've had a, an interesting and tumultuous uh, monk's life um although you know it, it might be in, indicative of the times and um exempt exemplary or, or a good example of of what you have to put up with in becoming a monk but becoming a monk is um basically giving up all of the external um, attachments that we have in favor of a more uh, protected lifestyle. And by protected, I really mean protected from oneself. So a lot of the temptations um, in, in, in an external uh, sense are gone. Um, we're surrounded by uh, the Buddha's teaching, we're surrounded by meditators, we're surrounded by other people <clears throat> doing the same sort of thing or who are interested in mental development. And so we have a, a much greater chance of uh, developing ourselves in the meditation practice. Uh, well, at the same time, a lot of the things that would tempt us uh, to get caught up in addiction and get caught up in, in other ways and, and, and in wasting our time are gone. Of course, it's not perfect, and it certainly is a, an external um, aspect of our life. There's nothing to say that a monk is immediately going to become enlightened or, or that a lay person, an ordinary person, can't become enlightened. But uh, it certainly helps. The reason I became a monk is be is spe specifically that, that I figured it would protect me from a lot of the bad habits and bad tendencies that I had. And indeed it has. Um, it's been a really good aid for me to uh, allow me to grow without getting off off, off track. Um, as far as becoming a monk, uh, it's it can be quite difficult nowadays. Uh, it's hard to find a place that's going to accept you to ordain uh, for more than a short period of time. Um, I myself am, am, am very much keen on having people ordain, I, simply because I don't see much of a difference between um, the, between the two, ordinary life and, and a monk's life, since it's simply an, an externality. I mean, <clears throat> a person who comes to meditate with me and doesn't become a monk, and a person who comes to become a monk, I don't see the difference. I don't differentiate the two. If you come to meditate, you come to meditate. The reason you become a monk, in my mind, is because you want to dedicate yourself to long-term meditation and following this path. Um, so I'm keen to have people ordain, you know, once I become eligible to ordain people, we're going to try to ordain our students as as novices first and give them the basic precepts. The basic precepts of being a monk are uh, chastity and poverty. Um, and the other one is um, the abstinence from uh, entertainment. But the big ones are, are chastity and poverty. So the difference between a meditator and a monk, the monk has to give up money. Um, the monk has to um, 
dedicate themselves to the life of poverty. So you're wearing only one set of robes, and when you wash, when I wash this one, I wear my second robe. You have three robes altogether, and uh, not keeping food, not touching money, and so on. So using things uh, which are of benefit. I mean, I even go so far as using obviously a computer, but um, you know, not keeping things and not uh, clinging to things and not uh, living luxuriously. So you sleep on the floor. But, you know, a lot of this is very similar to, to how meditators live. The difference is a meditator is short-term, and for a monk it's long-term. Um, as far as ceremonies and, um, you know, preparing and, and so on and so on, I mean, that's really just technical details. The ordination of a monk is not a ceremony. It shouldn't be considered to be a ceremony. It's an act. It's a formal act of the Buddhist monks. It's like the inauguration of a president or so on, or of a member of Congress. You have to go through a certain a process, screening process, and a, a confirmation process. And once you've gone through that, then you can ordain. Um, there's no. It, it shouldn't be considered a ritual, a ceremony, or some kind of um, religious observance. It's a, um, you know, joining a club, so to speak, or joining a um, a society, and you have to be screened, and so on. Okay, so those are some thoughts on the monk's life. One last thing that I'd like to do is um, give you a link to a, uh, a a very good, something that's much better than anything I could say on the monk's life. It's very poetic and very um, to the point. It's something that I always like to read again and again, written by a novice monk, actually, who, who ordained when he was old and wrote this in, uh, in, um, in defense of, of the 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 monks the monastic life. Okay, so there's a link in the um, in the description of this video. Please follow that link if you're interested in understanding the the real uh, nature of of going forth of leaving behind the home life, which is what we do when we ordain. Okay, so thanks for the questions. I'll try to get to some more of them uh, tonight and and in the next few days. Of course, I'm busy in real life, but I'll do my best. Okay.